while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. my mic on there it is <laughs> good evening welcome to south coast tonight i'm marcus i'm chris mccarthy and so we're joined here now by new bedford city councilor at large shane burgo shane thanks for joining us thank you for having me so the reason um you know we invited you on is because last week you had made a statement when you walked out of an appointments and briefings me- uh, meeting uh, in protest and when you walked out it killed the quorum and forced the meeting to end um there were 10 items on the agenda all of which were pretty important um so uh what was your it was you and Councilor Pereira yes. so what was your what was your thought process in walking out of the meeting well honestly you know a lot of people think that it was something that was predetermined or orchestrated but honestly it was moments before we walked in to the chamber and even some of my colleagues that I had spoken to maybe an hour before or right before the meeting we're caught off guard because we're like oh this is how we're going to vote on these things you know we're going to discuss these appointments you know do we like this person let's find out uh if they're going to fit this role finally because for me what was odd um is back in october i was harping about we need to get these appointments there we need to finally give them a fair shot because they had been sitting there for some more than a year yeah Um, yeah and so i was glad to finally see uh, a meeting set up, but at the same time, if we don't have enough people there, you know, what people don't understand is, you know, math is, you know, one plus one equals two, but political math is something that's completely different than the typical math that you learn in school. And so for me, you know, there's a lot that has been said about, hey, he made the motion and the motion failed. But what they don't understand is that whether I had five votes out of the seven there to adjourn that meeting, it wouldn't have been adjourned because political math tells us that you need six votes to do anything in this chamber or in sometimes okay. eight. So that's why for me, last second when I realized, uh, you know, uh, Councillor uh, Abreu, Councillor uh, Gomes, um, weren't going to be present and then you know counselor um lima had to leave he had a family uh, matter he had to attend to yeah uh which also was a you know last minute thing he wasn't going to be able to stay for the whole meeting so he had to leave as well um that's when i'm doing my political math in my head and so i know we have people community members that were obviously dissatisfied you know you had mentioned in the article that you could hear on cable access someone Good. um you know but for me I understand the frustration because, like I said, back in October, I was harping on the the council floor. Unfortunately, it wasn't covered then. It wasn't something talked about, which is why you know I'm thankful that WBSM is finally bringing attention to it. However, it's having you know some opposite uh, effects than I thought because uh, you know I was hoping that the story that people would focus on is the fact that these appointments for people that are volunteering their time right. for our city, dedicated people. Uh, if you look at, we get their resumes ahead of time to screen it and look at it, and then when we finally have the appointment, we're able to do a little bit more of a deeper dive. But, you know, 
great candidates. Uh, you know, I know Mayor Mitchell had mentioned they, they put up a lot of qualified and diverse candidates here in the city. Um, and for me, what frustrated is, okay, yeah, we, we have the hearing now. People have said, oh, well, you got your hearing, but not the fair. So it wasn't timely and it wasn't fair to those that are coming before us to possibly be you know, usurped in the sense of if only two, all it takes is two counselors that night to stop an appointment, yeah, to right. fail it. And people are saying, oh, he's delaying it even more till next year. But what they don't understand is if those appointments failed that night, there's no going back. And now we have to start the process all over again with a new name. So I think that's important because that is important because I think you're getting to the crux of the issue, right, Shane? Um, which is if the meeting had gone forward mm-hmm. and someone had failed, Yes. That was it. Correct. Okay. So that, that person couldn't be renominated. So I think that a lot of people, including myself, were missing the logic behind what you did. Mm-hmm. But I think you're getting to the, to the, to the explanation. Yeah. And uh, theoretically, yes, the, the mayor could just resubmit the same name. But the, the thought process is, uh, okay, well, why would I resubmit a name that yeah. just failed? Right. And, Right. Yeah. And, and, and why put that person through the embarrassment? And, of not and what person's going to going to volunteer again? But yeah. she, but right. Once but, you've been rejected publicly. But Shane, you told me that you suspect that this was done intentionally to affect the outcome of votes. Yes. So you're saying that Councilor Carney, who's the chair of the committee, scheduled this with the intention of not getting or getting some people or not getting some people through this through this process. Which appointments do you suspect were um, the ones that they were targeting, if that's true? Well, you know, I don't want to speculate on everyone's vote because some people didn't share their vote with me. But, again, doing the political math that I've uh, come to get, you know, learn and get Very used quickly, to. Very quickly, right? Yeah, get used yeah. to it quickly, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the uh, first appointments I, you know, thought, think about is the Tech School Board, which okay. that – I think is the most important right now when we're looking at the the changes to the emissions policy. Um, you know, Desi's looking at us. Uh, we're looking at a possible lawsuit if we're if we're not you know doing anything to uh, change the um, appearance of equity um, and equality that we're seeing in our admissions. There, you know, oftentimes I share with people. You know, it's, it's surprising to me to see the demographics of that school back when it was on Hillman Street. And then now on Cushion Ave is the new location, how the demographics have changed um, and the way we're cherry picking the candidates. You know, it's not fair to our the greater New Bedford area, obviously, because it's not just New Bedford uh, students that attend there. Uh, So that was probably one of the most important votes in my mind. Um, And this was um, Pimentel, Carol Pimentel, Pimentel, who's replacing Pat Walsh. Uh, Yes. 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 Um, And so for me, I know. you know, conversations with Councillor Dunn, um, you know, he hadn't confirmed necessarily, but he was looking at he was one of the favorable votes that uh, I was expecting. And mm-hmm. I think also Councillor Carney. Was so expecting. you like her? Carol Pimento? Yes. Yeah. OK. All right. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think that um, she's a great candidate. She's an alumni of uh, Voc Tech. Um, she's done a lot of work in our community, has a lot of uh, municipal experience as well as um, state level experience. Um, I think she would be a great asset um, to our Voc Tech school board. And obviously the mayor did, too. Yes. <clears throat> yes. So is that you? Well, you feared she was going to go down. I Yes, I did. And oh, in and, and her situation, you know. It might have even been a, a, because we didn't have uh, Councillor Dunn's vote, which, again, this goes back former to my... Former Councillor Dunn. Former, right, exactly. Yeah, right. Former right. Councillor Dunn. Um, 
We all miss him already. Yeah. I knew you'd miss <laughs> Hope him. He's doing well I knew Boston. you'd miss him. Right. Anyway. But so, you know, without his vote, uh, I was my political math was coming down to a, a possible 5-5 split, which okay. fails. Because, as I mentioned, you need six votes to get anything done. So, so, um, so with, so are, is it, do you think that should be, you should, they should wait until the special election happens to, to, to vote on these appointments? Not necessarily. Um, you know, you, you, I think if we have the 10 that are here, uh, my, my big thing is, you know, I'm not saying that we necessarily need a hundred percent of our counselors, sure. but uh, a larger number that, for example, you know, everyone's upset about Councillor Pereira and I walking out of the meeting, but that was a great example to show you how powerful only two counselors have, the control that we have. So if the meeting continued, just two counselors could have controlled that entire meeting for the, the whole rest of the time. That's why for me, I'm not saying that we needed 100% all 11 counselors, but at least eight or 10 or more counselors to, to have a little bit of a, a fair balance. So are you saying, Counselor, that it's not your walkout. It's the ones who weren't even there at all. You know, I don't want to, you know, say anything against the people that weren't there because I think they had valid reasons. Sure. No, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it, it speaks to, you know, people are talking about you can't control illness. You can't control, you know, and, and I understand that. But we know as counselors, and for me, again, this is my first term, but speaking with my veteran colleagues – they have told me that we don't typically have meetings. My meeting, uh, the Affordable Housing and Homeless Affairs Committee, met on that Monday. We also had, I believe we had four other committee meetings scheduled that week. Mine was the only committee that met because all the other ones were canceled due to a quorum. So what do you do that other people don't do? I make sure that my time frame is convenient for everyone that's going to be showing up. Granted, my committee also is a special committee. It's not yeah. a committee of the whole. Right. So when I say committee of the whole, it means every, uh, all, every, counselor's yeah, on every it. counselor is on it. Special yeah. committees only have five members. Okay. So my quorum, obviously, is only a minimum of three that's required. So it's a little mm-hmm. easier for me to have a quorum. There's less people to have to combat with. But it's been... But as the chairman, you get a quorum. Correct. Okay. Yes. And and what's great is also the people that I'm inviting, making sure that it's convenient for them. Um, you know. So, Shane, we've got a call on the line. Let's get to okay. it. Good evening. You're live. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. How you doing? I, pretty good. I'm hanging in there. Uh, you know, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, excellent work by uh, uh, Shane Burgo. I think the people deserve our counselors to be there present. And uh, some of these appointments, I believe, are from as far as 21. Yes. Uh, the year 21. And I, too, believe there's some, you know, shenanigans going on here. And, and the time, not just the timing, but the reasoning uh, why individuals are, uh, you know, why are we not in, in, in a year's time? We haven't taken up any of these appointments. That, that to me, uh, seems a little off. And uh, I'm glad that he uh, did what he did because now... Uh, we'll be able to have the counselors there and present and, and get a, a true, accurate uh, feel for what the counselors want and not be able to manipulate it one way or the other. And, uh, you know, I, I personally like to see where the counselors lie on these votes. You know what I mean? So good good for him. Excellent work. Uh, and uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everyone. Same to you. Thanks, Thanks Carlos. Thanks, Carlos. Appreciate it. So, um, so Shane, uh, not everybody – so – do, are you saying that is this like a new quorum standard that you and maybe other counselors are going to try to set for future meetings or is it just this particular meeting? What do you mean by when that? When you have like committees on the whole, let's say like yep. 
finance and 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 appointments of briefings and ordinances, right? Uh, let's say there's six counselors there, seven counselors there. Are you saying that there should always be more, or in, just in this particular circumstance, there should have been more counselors present? I so it, it honestly depends on the situation. Okay, because uh, <laughs> I know. <yeah. laughs> Boy, he learned quick. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I know. If I win, yeah. we can have the meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's, I like it. Yeah. I like that's it. essentially how people, you know, some people have been reading that as, oh, well, you know. He's a whiny little baby. He didn't get his way. But, you know, how... You live to fight another day. And what I mean by that is, you know, we look at situations like, um, you know, I'm thinking back to earlier in the year when we had a um, city property meeting, which is a meeting of the whole. Okay. And it was about approving the uh, the you know, advanced manufacturing center, yes. um, or campus, I should say, rather, AMC. And that was something that uh, was very important to the sense that it was... It, it was on time restraint, you know, so something like that, if we can just get six in to get it through committee, that is something I think is okay, fine, you know, uh, but if we're in a situation where, again, the reason why I felt like this was so important was the people that we have coming before us that, you know, everyone said, oh, they came out that night and you sent them home because right. you walked out, but I, I've spoken with uh, the people that have been appointed and they actually appreciate it. So I'm like, why aren't you talking to them and asking them if they're actually upset? Because I think for them, they appreciate it because now they know when they come back, uh, hopefully soon, uh, depending on if they want, you know, the whoever the committee chair will be uh, next year um, brings it back. But now they know when they come back, they have a fair shot. Hey, they might end up losing anyway. Right. But at least they'll, my, my big thing is, how can we have our voters who we constantly tell, yes, you got to vote. It's so important. But then the people that they're voting to represent aren't there to cast those votes on behalf of them. Mm-hmm. So that, that for me was the biggest issue in this particular case was this was a matter of we have uh, residents that are volunteering their time to help move New Bedford forward in right. whatever capacity, that they, whether it's the New Bedford Port Authority, uh, Vogue Tech, or the licensing board, you know, it goes on and on. It's important that the... the the representative body that's been placed there is able to cast those votes because the again the political math that I've done is for example the other licensing board Ricard Resendiz who was right. appointed he, that one again the math that I had done I think five of us were willing were looking to, to at a favorable recommendation for that particular appointment but at least two and again I don't know the names but I just know that at least two were looking to uh can it. Oh. So those two votes would have canned that one even though if we had one more counselor he would have been appointed possibly. But so well, in this jumble though of because I, I, I do appreciate you coming in and taking the take take answer the questions. <clears throat> but you you had a quorum. Mm-hmm. So there was legally enough people to have a vote. Yes. So you could have moved forward on the vote technically. Yeah, that yes. it's only technically if it's legal, right? <laughs> it's always legal, right? I mean, so without, <laughs> I love you already. So the, um, <laughs> so yes, technically you could have had the vote, but the vote may not have gone the way you wanted to go. That doesn't make it illegitimate. Well, yes, but I don't want to focus on that sort because I know you don't. Yeah, I know you. Obviously, of course not. That's obviously where it's going. Is that my? But, but, but you you recognize that you had the ability to by leaving to cha- to at least delay the outcome. Yes, there's nothing wrong with that. Yes, that's not. It's not. That's actually 
pretty sophisticated move for a brand new counselor. Well, and what I'll say is it wasn't just me. It was also Council Pereira, the other uh, newbie, as some people refer to but us. You and Ryan talked before the meeting and, and said if they don't, we're going to walk out. Yes. Okay. But and when you say before the meeting, I, I mean that they're... You know, There's nothing wrong with that. Though, Councilor Carney. But I, yeah. I just want to stress the point that this was not something that was predetermined because I think that's the mindset that people are thinking there was some nefarious childish play work. No, I, don't, it. I think it's the exact opposite of that. Yeah, it was it, honestly it was nothing wrong that, with good planning. Yeah. <laughs> right. But well, what you're saying is you were just doing essentially what you think that Councilor Carney was doing by scheduling the meeting at that right. time. Essentially, yes. It's just it's giving back what I thought was being received. What's yes. so, so you think? Yeah. But you think that Councilor Carney wanted to squash the um, the licensing board uh, appointee and the Vogue Tech School Board appointee? Is that what you're saying? It's my thought. Yes, okay. I don't have confirmation of that obviously because we don't have any you know votes on the record. Because you know, walked out, you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. you yeah, made yeah. sure of it. No, no. Listen, I mean, I I don't know anyone who's referring to what you did as childish is childish quite frankly it's not childish it was a pretty sophisticated a, parliamentary move to just get up and walk out 508 something mitch mcconnell be, would have done oh 500 <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna take a break i'm back we're here with uh city councilor at large shane burgo um so i think we've we've pretty much uh you know i think we've we've uh, established that you walked out of that meeting, you and Council Prayer, because you felt as though it was purposefully scheduled for the point of um, basically killing two nominations, uh, one of which was the Vogue Tech School Board, the other one was the Licensing Board. Well, yeah, and those two were appointed, um, you know, referred to us back in 2022. Yeah. But then there's also three other appointments for the New Bedford Port Authority that were back at May of 2021. Just get a little closer. Now, now, why have why have those why have uh, why have those failed? Uh, why, why have those stalled in committee? Uh, that's a great question for Councillor Carney, and, and this is and this is why I'm saying <laughs> I, for, for, for yeah. me the yeah. the story you know for some of your colleagues that I've uh, heard about is you know oh this you know you, you mentioned that you don't think it's childish but other some of your other colleagues uh, called me childish called me a three year old yes I, and I know which one yeah, yeah and so I just laugh because you know we well, write our own copy the, the st- yeah, you write, exactly. <laughs> you write, write your own copy yeah, yeah, well, yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. and I understand there's yeah. going to be different perspectives obviously but it's just what's funny to me is we're focusing on the wrong thing why why and that's a great question I'm glad you asked it is why were those appointments held up for so that Marcus one? and I have been elected officials so we understand Sometimes you have to use your leverage, mm-hmm. right? You use the leverage. Yeah. So, are those positions in the Port Authority are they are they vacant now, or are they because the Port Authority is very very important? Just received millions of dollars. Yes. Yeah, just received eighty million dollars to play with. And there were three, there were three vacancies that night. Yes. How so does, does that mean they're not meeting? Uh, I don't believe so. How I, many people are on it? Do you know off? I don't. Not off the top of my head. I don't know either. But what I think it's one of those situations where whoever's currently on it right now will just continue to serve it. until the replacement is affirmed. That's a good point. Yeah. Because you know what's going on with the licensing board uh, currently. So that's what's going on with the licensing board. The fact that you haven't put the oh, new yes, person on. Correct. Yes. So whoever's in there just stays. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So um, what? So there's also some, but the other the the other appointments the. Um, 
like there's a constable appointment. Uh, there was yeah. a board of he- board of health for um, mm-hmm. replacing Patricia Andrade. Is that that's been that's been in, I think that's been held up for a while as that's well. That's been languishing for a while too, I believe. I have the agenda right here. Yeah, that's been languishing for a while, too. Yeah, you, we'll see in the bottom. Do you have any idea of why? Honestly, no. And and that's that's the problem. And that's why, for me, walking out seemed like the most logical thing at that time. Yeah. Because, you know, for us, it's it's one of those things that, you know, again, I, I am new. I'm a newbie, as, you know, yeah. I keep being referred to as. Um, so that's why, for me, learning a lot of times is in this job, sometimes the best thing to do is to do nothing at all. Has there been appointment, uh, appointments and briefings meetings uh, more recently than December? Oh, yes. We've had multiple ones. Uh, most recently, we had a, uh, not a special one, but uh, essentially a quick one for, um, oh, my goodness, Josh Amaral. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I blanked on his name. I just spoke with him. Um, but, yeah, Josh Amaral, a great appointment, a great replacement for uh, Patrick Sullivan. Um, but he was obviously given yeah. a fair and timely appointment. Yeah. But that wasn't given to these other, uh, yeah. you know, situations. Everybody likes, everybody likes Josh. So, <laughs> he's um, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah the, the, the Pamela Kavanaugh appointment to the Board of Health, that was made um, last month in, in, in uh, November. But the interesting thing is that Dr. Andrade, whose term expires in February. No, it expired already. Expired in February. It, okay. Oh, February this past, last year. This past February it okay. expired. Yeah. So... She's no longer eligible to be on the board because she doesn't live in the city anymore. Mm. Correct? Yes. Yeah. There's a residency So that, that one yes. has to get done. Yeah. I mean, they all have to get done, right? Right. They all have to get done. So um, that's pretty interesting. So uh, you go, we got some app chat messages, uh, and app chat messengers uh, saying good job. So your response so far here has been uh, pretty positive, uh, even though some of our colleagues might not have thought, uh, well, and, thought, and the, thought highly of your I would say the response from my community as well, because for me, I, I you know, it was important to me that people understood why it was, I felt it was necessary, that Council Pereira and I felt it was necessary, and it wasn't just something we were doing for political theatrics. It might have appeared that way, mm-hmm. obviously, um, but even, you know, speaking to the person who's, you know, Gilly Safiolis is a name that we all know, and, yeah, of course. Um, and fear, <laughs> I think he'll appreciate that, Um but he was the one objecting to it, even speaking to him to kind of get him to understand, you know, for him, he wanted, uh, you know, he didn't care. He just wanted an up or down vote. Okay. But for me, you know, uh, unfortunately, Gail, if you're an up or down vote wouldn't have worked for you. Yeah. I, I just, I don't think it was fair. It wouldn't have worked for anyone in this situation. It wasn't fair to Mr. Resendiz. It wasn't, it wouldn't have been fair to anyone. And I understand for Gilly, he just wanted to get it done to maybe make new signs to protest at our city council meeting. But <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that is not how I perceive my role as a city councilor of wanting to get things done. And again, people say, oh, if you wanted to get things done, stay at the meeting. But again, if people, you understand the situation, things wouldn't have gotten done at that meeting, would have been delayed by two council votes if they wanted to get something to so fill. So those, those appointments actually wouldn't have even been filled because they would have Correct. been Correct, and we would have had to start all over again. And what people don't understand is, this is why government is so slow, is, you know, an appointment has to go through the city council, through the mayor's papers, then it gets referred to committee, then... Once it's in committee, it has to be voted on whether favorable or not favorable. Then it goes back to the full city council for another vote based on the committee's recommendations. Then they get appointed after that. So it's a a long process. And that bill, um, Councillor, 
if all the other councilors who are on that committee, which is the entire city council, yes. if they had showed up, you would have stayed? Correct. Okay. And if, if, I, and if the votes didn't go the way that, uh, you know, there's plenty of times that I'm sure you guys know, I have been in the minority vote. I've been the one stand-up vote right. uh, that yeah. said no or might have said yes when everyone else said no. I have no problem losing. <laughs> that right. is a part of politics. Yes, absolutely. You're right. only as good as your next vote, though. So you right, know, it's yeah. like right. that you, you you dust yourself off and try again, essentially. So I, it's not about. I wanted it to go my way. I wanted it to go the way of the people of New Bedford. The people of New Bedford, those who showed up to vote, made a decision on who they wanted to sit in those seats to make those those votes. And for me, I've always said that, you know, the chair I sit in, it's not my chair. You know, I might occupy the title of councilor at large, but this is the people's seat. And that's, for me, the most important when we're, we're taking these votes. So, you know, I might not agree all the time with how Councilor Gomes votes or how Councilor Morad votes, but... It's their right to sit in those seats and cast the votes mm-hmm. based on who has elected them to that position and to not allow our colleagues who, again, as I mentioned, it's been told to us, the newbies, that typically we don't have committee meetings during December because of the fact that we have more appearances. You know, and it's been said, oh, if you, if you don't want to go to meetings, you shouldn't have run for city council. It has nothing to do with that. I, yeah. I was at the meeting. Other people weren't because of uh, prior commitments. And that's why, for me, it felt intentional that these more veteran counselors understand the time and uh, restraints that we have during this time, which is why, as a courtesy, not, not again, not only our colleagues, but to those who are coming before us, that are volunteers, that we schedule it at a, a better time. So, uh, Shane, the the vote that really meant something to you, not that they all did mean something, but the one you were concerned with was the Vogue Tech appointment. I, I would say yes. The, yeah. the Vogue Tech one especially because, as I mentioned, I, I feel like, again, obviously I, I've made very clear that I support Carol Pimentel, um, but more so the fact that I think we're in a situation where Voctech needs that representation from Carol. Yeah. Um, the work that she's done uh, in terms of diversity in our community, um, you know, her financial background, uh, her municipal experience, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. She has a great resume. Um, and, and again, we are supplied. And with she was that appointed resume. by the mayor. John yes. Mitchell appointed her. Yeah. Yes. And I think she's plenty qualified. Sure, there's other people that we might have liked more. You know, other uh, counselors might have liked more, but they're not before us. Right. So right. again, my, and I and I said this to Councillor Carney when the appointment first um, was referred okay. to committee back in the summer. Um, is just have the appointment. You know, have the meeting and do a you know up or down vote. Let's screen her. And if yeah, if the votes might not go my way, then they don't go my way. But if they don't go your way, they don't go your way. And that's why for me it felt intentional because. Because I had the conversation of telling her, let's have this committee meeting. We have to take a quick break. Yeah, we got to take a quick break. We'll, we see a calls online. We'll get to them when we get back. Download the WBSM app and listen to us everywhere. Tomorrow. One's on the left, left. the other on the right. right. But they're both ready to call it right down the middle. More of Marcus and Chris on South Coast tonight here on WBSM. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We're here with Council Burgo. Good evening. You're live. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Gilly. Love the sound of that yeah. voice. <laughs> Shane, you did a hell of a job at the meeting. You're oh. upset about it. Who? You. You're upset about it. Oh, I was upset about it, but 
You know, everybody makes mistakes, but you did a hell of a job. For new, like you <laughs> Which said, is new it? Thing. Oh, you well, made... Never mind, sorry. No, but you guys had a conversation. You explained it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think in the moment, what you're saying, uh, Gilly, is that in that moment, you didn't understand what was going on, maybe, and then after we discussed it, you realized we, it was the smarter move. Yeah. I just want to give you the credit. Oh, I, I appreciate that. A lot of people on that, on that console had the same kahunas like you do. <laughs> okay? Now... That means a lot coming from you, Gilly. Well, uh, I don't like when you said you fear me, though. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you did. The name that people love and fear, I'll say. Yeah. Now, listen, I've told people, if they're being harassed, and people that know me, if they're being harassed in the street, they, they, they pray to see me walking down the other side, because I'll help anybody. Okay, well, so well, as Gilly has told me before, you know, if if you see him in a fight with a bear, help the bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the thing here is, you have uh, like a perfect example. There was a there was a meeting there that was held by Brian Gomes back in the 28th of June, and um, I wasn't allowed to talk at the meeting. All right. And then when I questioned Naomi, she said, "Well, Brian didn't want you to talk," but yet you guys let somebody that wasn't even on the agenda to talk. Right? You remember that? Oh, you're talking about the uh, Trip Tower, uh, Melville yeah. Tower uh, meeting that yeah, they right. held. That was for the people that complained to have their complaints heard. Mm-hmm. But yet, Brian Gomes let somebody that wasn't even on the agenda, and he didn't live in either one of those buildings, but he wouldn't let me talk. Don't you think that was kind of weird? No, I'm surprised. I, I figured we'd let everyone speak, but I wasn't, no, you know. No, the bite, it's an open meeting, but mm-hmm. see, Naomi Connie has an alternative. You know that. Because those um, things should have been on the agenda way before. She kept saying, I'm going to put it in September. I'm going to put it in October. I'm going to put it in November. Who's she lying to? That's a great question. My question is, you see where uh, Ryan Pereira uh, invited all the commissioners from the uh, Newberry Housing. And nobody showed, right? Oh, for one of the appointments and briefing meetings. No, there was a regular meeting that they, yeah, and and, and they didn't show. And who confirms those gentlemen, uh, commissioners? The city council does. Yeah, the city council. So what is what are they telling the city council to go where? I don't know if we can say that on air. Right, hey, Gilly, 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 we got other thanks, calls in line, but thanks. I appreciate the call. Right. Thank you. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hey, is it open line? It's open line. Okay. Uh, if you think I'm stupid, you think I'm even more stupid in a minute. <laughs> All right. I'm looking I'm forward to it. Zelensky. <laughs> And um, right, we're, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about that another no, time. No, we have right? we have a guest in the audience. We have, we have, we have a guest, have city council, city councilor. Yeah. yeah, give us a call at, uh, later if you want to talk about Zelensky. Yeah, so if you want to call talk about Zelensky, we'll we'll talk about that later. So Shane, um, you know what? Let's. It's a good time to take a break. Yeah, take and a break. We'll back. What is that? I'm Marcus. So uh, Shane. I do want to ask you, because um, I think we've pretty thoroughly covered the, I think the walkout. So, yeah, I do. So I want to ask you about um, 
Who are you supporting for the next city council president? Oh. <laughs> you know, I feel like this is one of those things I should have expected. Yes. And I'm like, ah. Uh, this time around, it's an easy decision for me. Um, there wasn't uh, the only person that really approached me and uh, spoke to me was um, Council at Large Linda Morad. Okay, um, and this is one of those relationships that uh, for people, I would say, even in my small circle, you know, yeah. I, I, a lot of people put me as a progressive, uh, you know, one of those wacky liberals, right? Um, that was the the torch I carried, but. Uh, so you, you would think that I couldn't work well with Councilor Morad, who tends to be, you know, she characterized herself as a fiscal conservative. Um, but she was one of the first uh, counselors to reach out to me the day after I was elected um, and having one of those moments that she characterized as a what did I get myself into moments. Okay. You know? um, and she was the first person to get us connected, um, me and Council Prayer, that is, um, you know, we didn't get emails right away, so keeping us informed. Okay. Um, she's been um, very helpful. She was very helpful during the transition. She's been helpful even in the role uh, as Council at large when you know like i mentioned i'm learning a lot political math and you know other procedural things and she's always the type of person we might disagree and oftentimes we do yes uh, on votes but she's the first person i i think of when i have a question i call her um and she might tell me i'm a complete moron that right right. (laughs) like Mm. oh you can't vote for this it's refreshing to hear but she's uh very respectable she's honorable um she's someone that i'm excited to look forward to as a leader again we might not uh, agree on 100 percent politically but she's someone that i trust um to tell me how it is tell me what you know what i can do to uh be better in the role that i'm in okay does she have the votes uh, I have no idea. That's, uh, you have I, some I, idea. <laughs> she has one. See, this is she different when you, when, you, two. when you call in, uh, the poker face is easier to control. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. <laughs> She's got two votes at least. Right. I, I, would, I would hope that she has all ten votes. You know, um, that would be my hope. Um, I think, you know, obviously this last um, council president uh, vote, we, we had a little bit more of a divide between Councilor Gomes and uh, Abreu. Um and, you know, obviously we went with Councilor Abreu, and I was very proud of that vote as well. Um, Councilor Abreu has done a great job in the role. Yeah. Um, very proud of him. Uh, I want to thank him also as well for his service uh, to us in this in this capacity, because it's a lot of work mm-hmm. uh, to be the city council president. Um, and, and thank him, too, for giving me the opportunity to serve as the uh, chairman of affordable housing and homeless affairs, and knowing that in this moment, um, an issue like that is so important to elevate it to a, a city council committee. So I really commend him for that. Um, I hope that he attempts to run for council president again. He, he decided not to this time. Right. Um, and as I mentioned, uh, Councilor Moran had reached out to me, and it, it was you know obviously a no brainer. And I hope that we can uh, continue to be a unified front as, as, in terms of uh, a full body council and working together to push New Bedford forward. So um, you, you you know you're chairing your uh, that's your, big news. I think that is it's big. You know it is big, big news. news. Yeah, it is big news. So. Thank um, you. So you so you said you hope she has all ten votes. Yeah, I I, I haven't done a uh, you know uh, a round robin uh, so to speak of who's supporting her. I'm not whipping votes for her in any state. I've I've confirmed with her that I will be voting for her. So she knows that you know I, I'm a type of person. Obviously, I'm new to politics, but I want people to know that when I give my word, that's what you um, have. Yeah. So she knows at least from me that I I am uh, in full support of her and plan to vote for her on January third when we have our organizational meeting that's news that is news will you be seeking another chairmanship in the uh, in the city in the city council yeah you know i, I had shared with uh council mora that i i'm hoping to just keep my uh 
committeeship right now as chairman of Affordable Housing and Homeless Affairs. Um, if she's you know willing to consider other appointments, uh, that would be wonderful. I, I you know welcome the opportunity um, to be a leader in any one of these committees. I don't have a particular one that I you know have in mind because uh, for me there's a lot of work. One. No, but, but, but uh, appointments you know, and briefings. Appointments and briefings. Yeah, you know, for me, um, it's really just about I, I want to get down to uh, the work of policy, I guess, really, because for me, and Council Mord was the one who said this during the forums a lot to me was, you know, there's a lot that we, you know, we can't do as city councilors. So I yes. kept hearing that the whole time. But, you know, what we do have is a lot of influence. Um, and, you know, she said to me during, the, you know, you're going to learn. And, and she's right. I did learn a lot. And j- by her too, which was wonderful. And I think that's also why I had such a uh, concern at first, you know, after I was elected, was, oh, I'm going to have ad- an adversarial role with uh, Council Moore, but it was yeah. the exact opposite. She, you know, that's the election's over. That's really interesting. We're moving to hear. forward. Yeah. That's really interesting, Shane. I appreciate that. So, uh, Shane, I, I appreciate you coming on to. Any to- guy who comes and sits here, takes calls, you got to appreciate it. Yeah. And takes, it takes our courage. He's got courage. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Sure. I just got to work on my poker face. Not everybody, <laughs> yeah. not everybody else does what you just did, and I appreciate it. So, Shane, if John Mitchell uh, resigns uh, or leaves office, are you going to run for mayor? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, tell you right now, no, I have no plans to run for mayor at this time. Um, sure, maybe in the future I would love to, you know, uh, take on that role but right now i'm i'm having so much fun uh in my capacity as council at large and continuing to serve the people in this role what if mitchell uh what if mitchell leaves tony runs for his seat and then that seat's open you gotta run for that one well i wouldn't be able to because uh oh you're not in this chris hendricks is my new representative after the um the <laughs> oh, you're sitting right district. behind him you're gonna run against him <laughs> oh watch out right, chris here. Hendricks is right here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, uh, representative cabral was my uh rep, rep for I, I think my whole entire life well because he was appointed before i was born in 93 right um, got elected yeah 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 so and then this is a new change so i'm uh i think in january you get sworn in Yes. Yeah, so that's when uh, I will now be under a new uh, state representative.